The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org.
All right, there's Commissioner O'Connor, and I, I thought I saw Commissioner Lanier as well. I wonder where she went to. She was adjusting her kit. There she is. All right, I'm here. Hi, Commissioner. Good evening. Good evening. Um, so, Commissioners, I'm going to go ahead and call this meeting to order and get started. Uh, Commissioner Repart is going to be joining us late. He has a family commitment. And then um, when we get to roll call, I'll ask for one of you to make a motion to excuse Commissioner Jones. Uh, he will not be able to join us tonight. Uh, so with that, uh, we'll call this meeting to order. We'll start off with a moment of silence and then we'll do Pledge of Allegiance and we'll turn to the roll call. So if you join me in a moment of silence. Thank you. And to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. All right, next we'll go to roll call. Commissioner Sassi. Present. Commissioner Lanier. Present. Commissioner Moody. Present. Commissioner O'Connor. Present. Mayor Bliss. Uh, yes. And then, Commissioners, can I get a motion to dismiss uh, Commissioner Jones? So moved. So moved. Support. All right. Moved and supported. City Clerk, you want to call the vote? Commissioner Asasi. Yes. Commissioner Lanier. Aye. Commissioner O'Connor. Yes. Commissioner Moody. Yes. Mayor Bliss. Yes. Thank you. All right, commissioners, next, before we go to public comments, I'll just walk through with the agenda a little bit. We have multiple opportunities for public comment. Um, we have five or three scheduled uh, public hearings tonight. So if individuals are joining us and they wish to be heard on um, the public hearing to consider a transfer property agreement with Kentwood for the Speedway, or uh, if they wish to be heard on the revised Brownfield plan for 900, Le 900 Leonard Street, or if they wish to be heard on the uh, series 2021 bonds by the city of Kentwood Economic Development Corporation, I'm gonna ask you just to hold tight until I open up those public comment or public hearings for public comment. The first opportunity for public comment is public comment on action items. So these are items that we're actually voting on tonight. So agenda items that we're voting on. Uh, and then the last opportunity in the evening is uh, public comment on any other item. So if you wish to make public comment, you can call 456-3000 or 311 hit number one uh, and then number one for the first item uh, for public comment on agenda items and then for the scheduled public hearings you can hit number two for the uh, conditional agreement for the speedway property number three for the 900 uh, west leonard development and number four for the uh, series bonds uh, for the city of Kentwood. And then the last opportunity, you can hit number one and then number five. So with that, I will uh, introduce Ms. Uh, Stacy Pena, uh, who is available tonight to provide translation services if needed. Thank you, Mary Bliss. If you need interpretation services to address the city commission, I will be able to assist. Please dial 456-3000 or 311 and choose the option you would wish to speak on tonight. Si necesita servicios de interpretación para hacer un comentario público a la Comisión de la Ciudad, yo estaré disponible para asistirle. 
marque el 456-3000 o 311 y seleccione la opción del tema que quisiera comentar esta noche. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Pena. All right, so I'll open up the first opportunity for public comment. Again, this is a public comment on action items tonight. Uh, we ask that you share your name, the city that you live in. You'll be given up to three minutes to speak. And for this first opportunity, we ask you to be explicit about what agenda item you're speaking to. So we'll open that up uh, and I'll turn to Daniel to see if we have anyone in the queue. Here comes the first caller. Thank you, Daniel. Caller, you're on with the City Commission. Please state your name, the city in which you live, the agenda item you're speaking on. Uh, you have three minutes. Your time starts now. A very pleasant good evening, everyone. Mark Dog Miller reporting. Let's get to work. First off, 913, the mayor's very favorite boombox, uh, 20 in a row, uh, runs 11 floors. Uh, at least uh, boombox, at least for at least you could recuse yourself on that matter. Uh, next, uh, uh, D3, uh, that would be D3, uh, excuse us, uh, but uh, you uh, harassed Captain Vandergoy and his family over a year, good 18 months, for saying Taco Loco. Now we're dealing with, a, you are approving a, a license for a Taco Borracho. And uh, so, uh, after all that drama, uh, I mean, uh, having spent uh, over 700 days and several nights in Madrid, borracho is, is far more serious than just saying uh, taco loco, which he simply said, you know, get some work done efficiently. So uh, by all means, alert the ACLU, rename Jefferson Bandercoy, uh, uh, down division, rename it uh, Columbus uh, Boulevard and uh, Michigan Bridge, which switched to uh, Pulaski Park, Parkway is partial uh, reparation. Uh, next, uh, uh, there are two evil twins here, uh, and that would be uh, uh, 9C7. Uh, but uh, first, uh, under Muzar, there are no dollar figures given. Okay, and that should be explained. Uh, next, uh, we have a communication from your favorite redhead, uh, Downtown Information Center. She still doesn't think we belong downtown on Monroe Center or, uh, or uh, Rosa Parks, whatever, uh, Camp Powell Square. Uh, he doesn't think we veterans, uh, senior citizens, or Catholics belong down there, and buying Catholic routes are excluded. Uh, next, let's go to uh, 9C7 is evil twin of 9B3. Just on this agenda alone, you want to push $17 million to uh, remove a, a perfectly good east side sewer there to build an amphitheater, and then the amphitheater will cost more than the $17 million. Let's go to the ballpark that was originally there on that site when uh, Grand Rapids was in the American League doing business as as uh, Cleveland, and eventually they moved between the Spiders and the Indians over there. That was our most successful site. And a, a ballpark will give us seven days a year. three minutes, Mr. Miller. Thank you. There are no more callers in the queue, Mayor. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. We'll go ahead and close that public comment period, and I'll take us to approval of the minutes. 
Uh, these are our minutes from our June 1st meeting. Can I get a motion? Support. Support. Thank you. Moved and supported. Commissioners, any questions or comments? All right. Seeing none, I'll turn to our city clerk to call for the vote. Commissioner Lanier. Aye. Commissioner O'Connor. Yes. Commissioner Moody. Yes. Commissioner Isasi. And Mayor Bless. Yes. Yes, there you are. Yes, it carries. All right, next I will take us to petitions and communications. The first one is a communication received from Scott Atchison regarding a downtown information center. That's received and filed. Uh, 37 communications received urging the commission to continue the call-in option for public comment. That's received and filed. And communication received from Annette Vandenberg, West Grand Neighborhood Association, expressing support for the development at 900 Leonard Street Northwest. And that is also received and filed. Next, that will take us to reports of city officers. First one is the comptroller's report for the period of May 18, 2021 through June 1, 2021 in the amount of $21,646,174.42. That is received and filed. Comptroller's monthly fund report year to date, April 2021. That's received and filed. And the treasurer's report for the period of May 15, 2021 through May 28, 2021. And that is also received and filed. All right, next that will take us to our consent agenda. So these are items that we voted on earlier today where there was unanimous support. So tonight with one voice vote, we will adopt those items. Can I get a motion for the consent agenda? So moved. All right, moved and supported. Commissioners, any questions or comments? All right, I'll turn to our city clerk to call for the vote. Commissioner Lanier. Commissioner Can you hear me okay? Hi. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Commissioner O'Connor. Yes. Commissioner Moody. Yes. Commissioner Isasi. Yes. Mayor Bliss. Yes, it carries. Uh, next, commissioners, that will take us to our ordinances, and we have two ordinances to be adopted tonight. And so we'll start with the first one. The first one is ordinance amending section one of the budget ordinance 2020-15 for fiscal year 2021 amendment number 16. All right. Can so support. All right. Moved and supported. Commissioner O'Connor from our fiscal committee. You want to tell us about this item? Yes, Mayor. Thank you. Five items tonight. Uh, first item is uh, uh, the police department getting uh, $6,000 fund ballot from their federal forfeiture special reserve fund for about $6,600. Uh, the second item is executive office, a $10,000 grant appropriation uh, and recognition from the Wege Foundation for uh, Office of Sustainability and Performance Management. Uh, the third is the uh, fire department uh, uh, expending $600,000 for hazard leave expense due to COVID-related operations. Uh, the fourth item is uh, the Environmental Services Department is requesting $776,000 for increased uh, services related to the Grand Valley uh, Regional Biosolid Bio solids authority and the last item is our public services group uh, expending eighty thousand dollars to uh continue our um, contractual obligations for the site acquisition for the kent county road commission site right thank you commissioner uh commissioners any questions or comments all right seeing none i'll turn to our city clerk commissioner o'connor yes commissioner moody yes commissioner Isasi. Yes. Commissioner Lanier. 
Aye. Mayor Bliss. Yes, it carries. And commissioners, can I get a motion to give this immediate effect? So moved. All right, moved and supported. Uh, City Clerk, can you call a vote on that? Commissioner O'Connor? Yes. Commissioner Moody? Yes. Commissioner Sassi? Yes. Commissioner Lanier? Aye. Mayor Bliss. Yes, it carries. All right, commissioners, that will take us to our second ordinance to be adopted tonight. It's a consideration of an ordinance rezoning 301 Leonard Street Northeast to NOS Zone District, which is a neighborhood office service. Can I get a motion? So moved. Support. Thank you. Supported. Um, we do have Ms. Turkelson with us tonight to uh, give a little explanation about what's before us. Uh, Ms. Turkelson? Yes, good evening. Thank you, Mayor. Good evening, Commission. Uh, this is a rezoning request, a zoning map amendment uh, consideration before you that would rezone the subject parcel from traditional uh, traditional neighborhood low density residential to a neighborhood office service zone district. Uh, the request is being uh, is being the request is being made to facilitate the reuse of the property. Uh, the property is currently improved with a single and two story brick building, uh, formerly used by an institutional use uh, hope network used at previously. Uh, so Sun Title does intend to use it for office use. And so um, we did uh, consider this at the Planning Commission. They looked at the uh, future land use map and the, the master plan recommendations and ultimately uh, made a recommendation uh, to, that we should um, approve this request uh, to rezone the property. Uh, no public input was received uh, in support or opposition to the request. Uh, and as such, they voted unanimously uh, to rezone the subject property. So if you have any questions, I'm more than happy to answer. Thank you, Ms. Turkelson. Um, so I, I know many of us are familiar with Sun Title. I don't know, uh, Commissioner Sassi, if you have any questions or comments. Uh, I am personally glad uh, to see them stay in the city and, and stay there on the Northeast end. They're really important partners uh, in the North Quarter, as well as really believing in uh, the North End and wanting to be a part of its revitalization. Uh, so Commissioner Sasson, any, any additional questions or comments about this? No, I would say, and that's also the discussion, I think what you said, Mayor, with our North Quarter um, CIA. So um, definitely something for you. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. All right, any additional questions or comments? All right, uh, City Clerk, you wanna call the vote? Commissioner Moody? Yes. Commissioner Isasi? Yes. Commissioner Lanier? Aye. Commissioner O'Connor? Yes. Mayor Bliss? Yes, it carries. All right, commissioners, that will take us to our scheduled public hearings that are um, specific to a certain topic. Uh, so the first one is a public hearing to consider a conditional transfer of property agreement pursuant to Public Act 425 of 1984 with the City of Kentwood for the Speedway LLC development project. Uh, so this uh, public comment or public hearing, I should say, has uh, been made public pursuant to state law. So tonight we will hear feedback about this and input on this proposal. Uh, what I'd like to do is start off with Mr. Gracia to tell us about this item and uh, see if you have any questions and then we'll open it up to hear uh, comments. Uh, Mr. Gracia. Yes, thank you, Mayor. Good evening, commissioners. Uh, Mr. Hondorf, could you put Jennifer High as a panelist, please, representing Speedway. Um, so tonight is the public hearing to, to consider this conditional transfer of property, um, the 425 agreement between City of Kentwood 
uh, um, for the Speedway LLC development project. Um, the um, two particular parcels that are indicated on the attached map um, show the two parcels that will help facilitate the expansion of the Speedway at the corner of uh, 44th and Kalamazoo. Uh, the city of Grand Rapids, as you know, has participated in past 425 agreements, and this is no different um, and to encourage development. And again, the developer indicates it is just planning to um, redevelop and expand its current speedway operations. Now, with this uh, approval, the two properties would be conditionally transferred for up to 50 years, and the city of Kentwood would be responsible for collecting um, real and personal property taxes, and the city of Grand Rapids will collect all income taxes for um, activities taking place on the property. I have a representative from um, Speedway LLC to answer any questions, Ms. Jennifer High, and uh, she can um, provide a little uh, context of the development and answer any questions you all have. So uh, Joel, I think you need to bump uh, Ms. High over to the panelists. Yep, she's, she's on. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Hi, can you hear me? We, we can, welcome. Great, thank you. I was having some technical difficulties before, but that was on my end. So I appreciate your time this evening. Um, as Jeremiah mentioned, we are looking to rebuild our existing site that we have at that location, um, looking to purchase the 0.49 acres um, just to the north of us, which would give us 2.25 acres for that entire lot. Um, we are looking at building our 4,608 square foot standard speedway building. Um, it is a typical C-store with the um, reach-in cooler doors, typical four point-of-sale um, areas at the front of the store, and um, grab-and-go food service um, for the community. We are also looking at having eight fueling dispensers out front. Um, which would give us 16 fueling lanes. So expanding that corner there, um, looking at access off, um, pardon me, let me get my street names there, um, two access points off Kalamazoo with one being a shared access and then one off 44th Street. Um, so that's somewhat of a brief overview of the project. All right, thank you. Commissioners, do you have any questions? Commissioner Lanier? Thanks, Mayor. Um, I have received, Jeremiah, a question regarding the 425 and what that entails. I know that they do not come up very frequently. And so I think it would be um, helpful to kind of explain to the public what that means. Um, because I, when I was asked the question of why wasn't the, um, why isn't it being considered in the reverse where Grand Rapids, where the property then would become all Grand Rapids as opposed to Kentwood? I didn't really have a good answer for that. And I think it's because it's a really complex um, um, act to explain. So if you don't mind um, sharing publicly kind of what the 425 Act is about and, and how, what's the formula to make the determination of which municipality will then have more ownership than the other if if you ownership is probably not the best word but you know what i mean in terms of where it where it would be housed which city it would be housed in yes uh, thanks commissioner lanier um so on a just a um 
this brief summary of 425. So what it allows for is uh, intergovernmental units to conditionally transfer property um, by contract, essentially. And so all those details are uh, discussed with, by both individual bodies. So this evening, Kentwood is also um, uh, having their public hearing for the same uh, conditional transfer. Um, so there's public process or public hearings and process that need to take place. And then there's actually an actual formal agreement that is drafted once the approval by the commission or by, by, by both units is approved. And so we've been working on that. The reason we were approached by Kentwood for this particular development because the speedway itself is actually in the city of Kentwood. And so they were just looking to utilize, if you look at the uh, the map that I provided, you can see um, essentially um, there's some irregular lines of where the city of Grand Rapids is. And so if you look at that, it's the yellow highlighted area. This made the easiest sense for them just to transfer those two particular properties into the site. And because it made a contiguous site as um, Ms. Goss mentioned, or I'm sorry, Jennifer mentioned of like a little over two acres. Um, and then, so when they uh, approached us for that, we just basically worked out with um, all the details with like our planning director and myself worked on all the planning details, how those approvals would take place, how an income tax and property tax would be shared. And again, all of that is provided in the formal agreement that we have. Again, this is very similar to what we did in the walk review um, project, where we basically went into walk review, provided um, a tax income tax and uh, property tax share with them. This is similar, and but the difference here is City of Kentwood does not have an income tax, so we were able to capture all income tax related, and they were able to do um, property tax only. So um, that's the high level of, of what how 425 works and um, how this one has uh, fallen under the, the process, and we've had public hearings and notices uh, related to it. Thank you. Yeah, Commissioner, that's a great question. It can be confusing and um, it, it so often, you're right, we don't do these very often and it's um, so often dependent on the site and the size of the site and then the um, adjoining jurisdiction. So like Walker has an income tax, uh, but Kentwood doesn't. So that's, I appreciate that additional uh, information and clarity. All right, commissioners, any other questions before we open it up for public comment? All right, I'll open it then. I'll turn to uh, Daniel. And again, for those watching, this public hearing is really specific to this 425 request. Uh, and I'll turn to, we ask that you share your name and the city that you live in, uh, and then you can speak on this item. So Daniel, do we have anyone in the queue? There are no callers in the queue, Mayor. Okay. And Daniel, are we all caught up on uh, on media, social media? That I do not know. I, I, I'm, a, I'm in the process of counting that down. Okay. So Mayor, while we're counting um, or counting the, the seconds in social media, do we know what time um, Kentwood's public hearing was to take place? Yes, that is actually, it started um, at 7 p.m. tonight as well. Their meeting starts yep. at 7 as yep. well. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right, City Clerk, are we caught up? Give it about 10 more seconds. Okay. We're probably speaking at that one. Just kidding. Mm -hmm. Um. They we're caught up now. Okay. There are no callers. Okay, thank you, Daniel. We'll go ahead and close that public hearing then, and that will be referred back to the Committee of the Whole. All right, that will take us to our second public hearing. This is a public hearing to consider a revised Brownfield Plan Amendment 
for the 900 West Leonard LLC redevelopment project at 900 Leonard Street Northwest. So again, I'll ask Mr. Gracia to give us some background on this project, um, even though I know we're pretty familiar with it, and uh, see if you all have any questions, and then we'll open it up for public comment. Thank you, Mayor and Commissioners. Again, this is a public hearing for this revised Brownfield Plan Amendment for the 900 Leonard um, Northwest Project, otherwise known as Victory on Leonard, which would be the redevelopment of the former YMCA property. Um, again, this, this uh, will result in approximately 119 market rate units um, developed on the site. Now, the developer is requesting a reimbursement of uh, $1.4 million for Brownfield eligible activities. Um, that includes environmental assessments, demolition, lead and, best, lead and best asbestos abatement, site preparation, and infrastructure improvements. Now, uh, reimbursement is expected to occur over a 13-year period with an additional five years for capsule capture for the local Brownfield Revolving Fund. You all recall as well that this was um, originally scheduled for um, in May, but that was canceled based on additional costs and poor soils that were um, identified on the site that were eligible activities under the Brownfield uh, program. And so therefore we made some adjustments to that and um, we are back today with that request. Another important note of this project is um, it is uh, participating in our inclusion plan and with the um, participation levels would amount to 13.4% of the construction cost or approximately $1.83 million. So that's also important to note as we look at um, in the importance of our inclusion plan for MBE, WBE, and MLBE. Um, that is, um, as you also recall this morning at the Committee of the Whole, you did approve a neighborhood enterprise zone that's also part of this project, but is separate and, uh, and happy to answer any other questions you have about this project. I'm not sure if Mr. Hodeman is on the line tonight or not. I don't see him, Joel, but if he is, uh, he is available. Or comment or for questions. Uh, my name is Brad Lackman. I'm here in proxy. Oh. I'm the other partner for um, Jack Hodeman. Excellent. Mr. Lackman, please, uh, if you have any additional details to share, um, <clears throat> please do so. Well, I guess just to add on to that, um, the reason to come back to you, uh, Mayor and Commissioners, was because of some soil boring uh, results, some asbestos survey results, and all the due diligence that comes along with a project of this size. Um, and so it all really rooted from that. Um, so I can answer any further questions, but that, that gives some clarity on the Leonard Street corridor and where we're going. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Lackman, and also to note, no other development details of the project have changed. The only changes to this project throughout have been the uh, brownfield eligible uh, cost. Yes, correct. The intent. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought there was a question, but thank you, Jeremiah. That is true. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Grassi, and, and thank you, uh, Mr. Lackman, for joining us tonight. Uh, commissioners, any questions before we open it up for public comment? All right, uh, Daniel, do we have anyone in the queue who wishes to be heard? No, not at this time. Okay, we'll give it just a, a few seconds um, to catch up. Commissioner um, O'Connor, you're over there on the west side. I know you've been a part of this. Uh, anything to add? No, it's just it's a very exciting project. It's a it's a big block there, so it's uh, it's going to be great to have some connectivity with the street. I know uh, I've talked to Brad about the project, Mr. Lackman about the project, and. He's already been 
responsive to, to neighbor concerns in the area as it just relates to construction and uh, just you know access to the, the neighborhood so I appreciate the you know, their, their willingness to be partners with the neighborhood and, and have this not only be a, a great project at the end but be a good uh, a good neighbor in the process to get to the end thanks commissioner uh, Daniel do we have anyone in the queue we do not mayor okay then I'll go ahead and close that public hearing and this will also be referred back to our committee of the whole all right, next that will take us to our third scheduled public hearing tonight. And this is a public hearing to consider the issuance of series uh, 2021 bonds by the City of Kentwood Economic Development Corporation in the aggregate principal amount of $60 million in part to refinance the Kentwood series 2012 bonds, which refinance Grand Rapids Economic Development Corporation series 2000 bonds that were issued for the benefit of Holland Home. So it's kind of a mouthful, uh, commissioners, the, uh, I've, uh, what I'd like to do is turn to our, our CFO, Ms. Claren, uh, to provide some background on this uh, and explain to us why it's before us today. So, Ms. Claren. Thank you, Mayor, and good evening, Commissioners. Uh, so this, yeah, the, the title of it is a mouthful because this is a um, interlocal agreement we've been in. Um, it was established in 2000 with bonds issued by the City of Grand Rapids Economic Development Corporation, and this was basically for private activity bonds. So Holland Home could construct a project under our tax exempt status. So Holland Homes pays the debt service on these private private activity bonds, but you know we're we're associated with it. We're lending our credit. So um, in 2012, these bonds were refunded through an interlocal agreement with the city of Kentwood Economic Development um, Corporation. And then now we get to 2021 where um, we need to issue 60 million bonds, um, 37 million of it is approximately gonna be used to refund the 2012 bonds and the remaining amount is for renovations at Holland Home. Uh, the other nuance with this item tonight is you'll see it on under resolutions to act on immediately. Typically, we have a public hearing and then follow up in the next meeting to vote on the resolution. However, as you know, we have a few week break be between now and our next meeting. And, you know, in order to take advantage of the bond market right now and uh, do well on the refunding, they're asking for immediate consideration on this resolution tonight. Um, I have uh, on, on the line tonight is the Holland Home CFO, Adam Kinder, if you have any questions for him as well. Uh, Adam, is there anything that you would like to add? Uh, no, I mean, Ms. Claren did a, did a great job kind of providing an overview. It is a little uh, a nuanced and strange. This is a great opportunity for us to uh, shave quite a bit off of our annual debt service. So um, thank you. Okay, thank you. Uh, commissioners, any questions or comments? All right, I'll turn to see if we have anyone uh, who wishes to be heard on this item. Daniel, do we have anyone in the queue? Here comes the first caller. Thank you. Caller, you're on with the City Commission. Please state your name and the city in which you live. This is the public hearing for the bond issuance. You have three minutes. Your time starts now. Uh, good evening, uh, Watchdog Miller back. Uh, again, as with the Speedway matter, it has the appearance of, of uh, appearance of a conspiracy when you schedule the, this hearing at the very same hour. Uh, we can't jump around back and forth. It's, it's hard enough navigating these present procedures, and if it had been at your city hall, what would it have done? So, uh, 
uh, on these matters or requested that you uh, appoint Jim Spring to investigate uh, these mega uh, bondholders and uh, apartment complexes uh, for actually how well they are serving the public. Jim Spring on uh, Near East Side, as far as I know, would be the ideal person to investigate these matters. And uh, secondly, the harvest there is appalling, uh, and specifically at Holland Home. Looks like it's been up uh, almost 40 years. Uh, as you know, out Fulton at Carlton, uh, I think only 38 units. I was hoping for at least 150 uh, SROs or micro units there. And so uh, the, the harvest is really appalling. And uh, please uh, uh, table this matter and uh, bring in Kim Spring to investigate uh, 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 what this mega corporation. Some people say hope is kind of mean, but. Uh, uh, be that as it is, uh, uh, thank you very much for watching Miller reporting. There are no more callers in the queue, Mayor. All right. Thank you, Daniel. I'll go ahead and close that public hearing, uh, and we will review it shortly under uh, City Commission resolutions. Um, in fact, we'll review it right now. So uh, we have two city commission resolutions. Um, for the second one, commissioners, I'll need uh, suspend, a motion to suspend the rules. Um, this first one uh, is related to this public hearing that we just had that Ms. Claren uh, elaborated for us on. Uh, this is a city commission resolution approving the issuance of a series 2021 bonds for the city of Kentwood Economic Development Corporation in the aggregate principal amount of $60 million in part to refinance the refinance series 2000 bonds uh, that were issued by the City of Grand Rapids Economic Development Corporation for the benefit of Holland Home. Can I get a motion? Yeah. Support. All right, moved and supported. So, commissioners, uh, any additional questions or comments for Ms. Claren? All right, seeing none, I'll turn to our city clerk to call for the vote. Commissioner Yasasi. Yes. Commissioner Lanier. Aye. Commissioner O'Connor. Yeah. Commissioner Moody. Yes. Mayor Bliss. Yes, it carries. All right, commissioners, next uh, I will need a motion to suspend the rules to consider this next resolution. So moved. So moved. All right, moved and supported to suspend the rules. Uh, City Clerk, please call the vote to suspend the rules. Yes, Commissioner Lanier. I, I voting aye on this, but Mayor, I'm just trying to make sure we didn't need to do um, an immediate vote for the previous item. You know, I don't have that before me. Uh, no, because it was because it wasn't an ordinance. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for confirming that. Uh, so, and commissioners, just so you know, we're suspending the rules to consider a resolution for a fireworks discharge permit. Uh, only because uh, it's needed before our next meeting. So, uh, City Clerk, you want to call the vote for the suspend the rules? Um, yeah, I'll start again. Commissioner Isasi? Yes. Commissioner Lanier? Uh, I had already voted. I know, I started over again because you got me off. You got me because off script. I interrupted. I'm sorry. Okay, I again. Yep, yeah, no problem. Commissioner O'Connor? Yes. Commissioner Moody? Yes. Mayor Bliss. Yes, it carries. Um, so commissioners, uh, rules are suspended and this is a resolution approving a fireworks discharge permit 
for Arthur Razi Pyrotechnics in connection with the Grand Rapids Fireworks event, which is scheduled for Saturday, July 3rd. Can I get a motion? So moved. <clears throat> All right, moved and supported. And I believe we have Chief Lehman here with us tonight. Um, to, to yes. Hi, Chief. You want to tell us about this item? Yep. Good evening, Mayor and Commissioners. Um, so the item before you um, came to us fairly late, actually today, um, with a confirmation that the fireworks were going to be done on the 3rd. These are our traditional 4th of July fireworks done on the Gillette Bridge, just as we always have. Um, we have a very good operational plan. Um, I will bring your attention to the fact that um, uh, because this was a late matter that we have not confirmed insurance information yet. And so this um, resolution, should you pass it, will be contingent upon the fact that we get insurance confirmation. If there is no insurance confirmation, there will be no permit issue. And so uh, everything else should be good um, with that one exception that I wanted to bring your attention to. Great. Thank you, Chief Lehman, for pointing that out. Um, and we appreciate the department responding so quickly. I know many, many of us have heard from uh, residents asking if we're going to have fireworks, and uh, I'm happy to see them move forward. Uh, commissioners, any questions or comments? Uh, all right, seeing none, I'll turn to our city clerk to call for the vote. Commissioner Lanier? Aye. Commissioner O'Connor? Aye. Commissioner Moody? Yes. Mr. Sassi? Yes. And Mayor Bliss? Yes, it carries. All right, thank you, commissioners. All right, that will take us to our last opportunity for public comment tonight. Uh, you can call in at 456-3000 or 311. Uh, you can hit number one and then number five. So we'll open up our last opportunity for public comment. And I'll turn to Daniel to see who we have in the queue. There's no one in the queue at this point, Mayor. All right, can you let me know when the uh, online catches up. The here comes the first caller. They just dialed in. Okay. Caller, you're on with the city commission. Please state your name and the city in which you live. You have three minutes. Your time starts now. Hello, my name is Allie Bates. I'm the president of Just for Black Lives. Um, once again, I'm calling in to demand the city vote to defund the Grand Rapids Police Department. For a year straight, we've been, we've heard nothing but excuses from you all and Chief Payne. One of the main excuses being that we don't have enough officers to patrol our city and defend the police would only make the issue worse. However, how can that be? How can that be when I, because whenever my organization hosts events or protests, there's an increase in under, undercover police cars in the area and we constantly have officers circling around the area that we're in. This happens when, this happens even when we pay to have this, the event permitted. So if the GRPD is not having enough officers, it's true then why are they wasting resources to harass peaceful protesters? We have done everything to avoid the Grand Rapids Police Department from marching on the sidewalks, refraining from using megaphones, and even filling out permits to keep them away, yet they still harass us and threaten us with arrest. With that being said, if Chief Payne is going to complain about not having enough officers, maybe he shouldn't waste the officers he does have on harassing community activists. Speaking of chiefs, speaking of chiefs what type of example does the city think that they are setting by hiring Carrie Ann Thomas, the woman who was fired from Kalamazoo for targeting and abusing protesters. The Grand Rapids Police Department already has an issue with a lack of accountability and harassment towards peaceful protesters, so for them to hire this woman makes it even more clear that they do not intend to stop. With that being said, stop lying and say you support our right to freedom of speech if you keep trying to throw us in jail for doing just that. Defund GRPD, put that funding in the area in the city 
that'd be beneficial for us all, meaning not just for rich white people, fire Carrie Ann Thomas again and hold the Grand Rapids Police Department accountable for their violence towards BIPOC community members and activists. I can't wait for the in-person commission meeting because then you will not be able to ignore us. Thanks for nothing. I yield my time. Caller, you're on with the city commission. Please state your name and the city in which you live. You have three minutes. Your time starts now. That's so Miller back on, on uh, 9B8. Uh, this is an ongoing concern. Uh, uh, Grow 1000 Youth Employment Program. Apparently, everybody gets some of this, uh, uh, whatever you would call it, uh, check back. Uh, it promotes and encourages conflict of interest and hatchet uh, outrages by Commissioner Jones and uh, uh, new police chief. Uh, I've seen them all together on Saturday night without their wives or ladies escorting them and blue jeans together. And so they're buddy buddy. I won't call an old boy neighborhood because they're kind of uh, a decade younger than me, but it's some kind of boy neighborhood. And uh, it's a kickback, basically. Uh, the police department is becoming a subsidiary of Jones Urban League. Uh, yeah, nasty compact of interest. Uh, on the amphitheater uh, matter, uh, Coast awarding it as a boondoggle of the year. Uh, I don't have a recent figure on the amphitheater cost itself, but you want to move a perfectly good sewer line uh, for $9 million, or you know what, a mess you made of the previous sewer line below uh, Plaza Towers. Uh, a perfectly good sewer line, that's $9 million, and uh, the uh, Let's see. Uh, the other bill is for uh, seven million. So together, it's a seventeen million dollar boondoggle, and it's just starting up to clear the property before we even get into uh, doing the amphitheater. This has uh, there was a huge scandal in uh, South Bend decades ago when they put a three million dollar ballpark, uh, which almost destroyed that mayor uh, before Bucci's or however you pronounce it. Uh, Again, this is an item the public can understand. We don't need an amphitheater. And let's look at who was on the uh, the uh, convention arena authority. President Rick Wynn. He's also president of Amway Hotel Corporation, AHC. They got one of the properties which we recently developed across the street from Plaza Towers. Uh, and then number two is... Uh, Dick DeVos, a familiar name, uh, a, uh, a director in Honcho of that uh, Amway Hotel uh, complex. Also, number three, Carol Van Andel, uh, and Van Andel is a part of the uh, cabal, whatever you would call it. Uh, and they're the ones on the uh, hotel and Eric. Uh, primary figures, and these are the convention and, and arena authority, and they're pushing an emphasis for their own interest. Uh, so uh, this is the hotel profiteer lobby, and, and uh, we don't uh, need an amphitheater there. Uh, and also, I'd like to beef again. That's that. three minutes, Mr. Miller. Thank you. Caller, you're on with the City Commission. Please state your name and the city in which you live. You have three minutes. Your time starts now. Hi, my name is Rochelle. I live in the city of Grand Rapids. I am calling tonight um, to address the City Commission regarding Grand Rapids Police Department. 
I believe that they should be brought down to the minimum required budget. And um, also, there needs to be less policing on the southeast side. I think that um, that community especially has been traumatized by the police. And I don't know how you would feel if your family was being circled by the people that have traumatized you for years. Um, also wanted to talk about the fact that um, all of our leaders are still being targeted by Grand Rapids Police Department. Um, even driving to and from work, um, driving to and from home, it's absolutely ridiculous that our tax dollars are going to this type of brutalization um, and it needs to stop. It is honestly sad to see that our city is being put on multiple social media platforms for our police brutality in Grand Rapids. I don't know if that sits well with you, but it does not sit well with me. I would think that for the representatives of our city, you would want to do something to fix that. Again, I'm going to say this just like I did last time. If something isn't done and Grand Rapids Police Department does end up killing somebody, that blood is going to be on your hands. We have been calling in countless times over and over again, and nothing has been done. This is absolutely ridiculous. It needs to be addressed. I yield the rest of my time. Paula, you're on with the City Commission. Please state your name and the city in which you live. Your three minutes starts now. Hi, my name is Mark, and I'm from Grand Rapids. Um, I'm, I'm just far, I'm, I'm, I'm fireworks display. I suggest get it off of Saturday and move it back to where it belongs on the 4th of July. I think moving it to Saturday was a horrible, horrible decision, horrible move. Because what happened was this. Once it was moved to Saturday, you had a, you had a situation where you get rowdy youth, mix them up with drunk party goers, likes to fight adults, mix them all up, and you have one big pot of chaos in downtown Grand Rapids every Saturday of the Saturday surrounding the 4th of July. Get it off, get it off Saturday. Move it back to the 4th where it belongs. This falls to the feet of you, Mayor Bliss. You had the hammer. You didn't use it. This is what's happening. It must be moved back to the fort. Everybody has, almost everybody has a day off that, that day anyway. It'd be, it'd be less trouble. So let's just put it back to the fort where it belongs. Now, on the, on the situation where the uh, chief of staff or the police department situation is, um, I suggest they could have they could have waited. I suggest Chief Payne should call Renee Hall, the former Dallas Police Chief, West Tyson State of Michigan, as a deputy chief from Detroit. I think she would have been a better choice. She, she has she has more experience than this Carrie Ann Thomas from Kalamazoo. I, I'm 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 leery of it. I think he should change his mind about it. Thank you very much. Caller, you're on with the City Commission. Please state your name and the city in which you live. You have three minutes. Your time starts now. 
my name is Donnie. I am not only just the, the VP of Justice for Black Lives, a nonprofit organization that's in, heavily involved in the community of Grand Rapids, but I'm also a, a very active community member in my very actively involved in my community, have been for the past 29 years. Um, I'm calling to demand um, the termination of Carrie Ann Thomas. This lady was only was specifically hired in order to handle um, peaceful, or, or excuse me, protesters uh, that are going down, going downtown and demonstrating the First Amendment right. Um, I want to shed light on the fact that Carrie Ann Thomas, again, was hired specifically for protesters who have every single right to go downtown and to uh, protest and demand uh, resources for their communities. Again, I want to I want to reiterate the fact that we call in to the commissioners and we're asking for resources for communities and we're con continuously being talked over. We're continuously being ignored by the things that we're saying. But yet we have we have these uh, the commissioners have these meetings in the mornings every time to to give statements about what's happening around town, saying that they're going to public parks, asking other people who who they specifically target to. Um, what is wrong with the community and why and what resources do the community might the community might need i want to i want to ask the commission commissioner specifically what who who in what areas are you asking specifically how do you how are you targeting these areas and in providing resources how are you trying to provide uh, a strategic plan set in place what is that plan what does that look like um, because we're constantly time and time again asking from different people and different platforms the resources but we're getting um we're getting turned around and we're not even getting looked at when we're when we're talking to you guys on either through a city commission meeting or uh, it, whether it's in person or virtual we can't even get looked at you guys are steady looking at your looking at your cell phones and doing other tedious things i understand that you're busy uh but we're also um starving and the housing situation and we got lead in the water so again there's actual problems real life problems that need to be met and i and i in we are tired of being ignored. We're calling to demand the defund of GRPD so that we can reallocate some of that money into the third ward, which also needs the most resources. Thank you. I yield my time. Caller, you're on with the city commission. Please state your name and the city in which you live. Your three minutes starts now. Hello, my name is Jessica Zacker. I live in Grand Rapids. I just want to add on to what the other people have been commenting about uh, in regards to Carrie Ann Thomas, who has been hired by the Grand Rapids Police Department, um, specifically in regards to protesters. I do want to uh, remind you about the protests that have happened in Kalamazoo at her previous post that she left after public outrage when she defended white supremacists marching in the streets and attacked other people using their First Amendment rights to protest, first of all, white supremacy, and also violence used by the police department. I agree with the previous commenter that I don't even know if I have your full attention right now, because honestly, I'm watching the, the live video and all of you look completely unengaged. and. This is your job. I mean, I understand it's it's evening, it's summer, you want to get out of here, but you look like you are 
not listening at all on your phone or looking off screen. Um, it's frankly, it's disgusting to me as um, a voter. And this is definitely going to impact my voting decisions in the future. Thank you. And I yield my time to the floor. Caller, you're on with the City Commission. Please state your name and the city in which you live. Your three minutes starts now. Hi, uh, my name is Kellen, live in Grand Rapids. Um, I'd basically like to call in in order to um, express my concern over the GRPD hiring Carrie Ann Thomas in her position as Chief of Staff of the GRPD. Um, I think that there are definitely some things that could have been done differently. Um, it's kind of surprising to me that the GRPD looked at Carrie Ann Thomas's history. They saw what she did. And of course, you know, they put it um, against her qualifications for the job. And they still, I guess, gave her a job to basically manage very um, critical parts of the Grand Rapids Police Department. Um, it doesn't make the most sense because in, if you're putting a person up for a high-level position, you want them to be, you know, clean as a whistle, as clean as you can get, um, and yet, here we have someone who's expressing support or who, through her actions, expressed support for the Proud Boys, a no known white supremacist group. Um, and she was fired for it by the city of Kalamazoo. So it just looks very... Um, weird to see this kind of these kind of actions happening by a city that wants to prove its um, progressiveness and its general, I guess, aura of uh, acceptance of all these different people. You, you can't have an acceptance of like, I guess, uh, black liberation, um, uh, you know, an acceptance of people of that aren't like white and um, within, I guess, powerful statures when you have a person who is directly, um, who, who you can link to white supremacy and is directly going to be and has applied those practices to their job. It just doesn't make sense, but thank you, I'll yield my time. Paula, you're on with the City Commission. Please state your name and the city in which you live. You have three minutes. Your time starts now. Hi, my name is Nikki Trim and I live in Grand Rapids. I am calling tonight to demand that we defund the GRPD and fund the communities that we have here in Grand Rapids that are undergoing multiple crises. 
after the pandemic, we have we're still dealing with unemployment. We're still dealing with safety issues. We have a housing crisis in this city. And when we're putting money into policing, when we have these multiple crises going across the city, it only exacerbates the problem because you are waiting to solve the problem until it can be criminalized. And that actually just harms our neighbors more than if we address this problem up front. Um, so please defund the GRPD instead of giving them an additional $700,000 this year. And also please fire Carrie Ann Thomas. Um, she was the fired and disgraced chief, chief of police at the Kalamazoo Police Department. And now they're putting her in a position where she'll be a community liaison here. That is completely baffling. Um, they say they want to, the GRPD says they want to improve community relations, but they're putting the woman who escorted the Proud Boys out of town, gave them a personal escort after they beat unhoused community members in Kalamazoo, and she arrested peaceful protesters who intervened in that or did nothing at all. I had a friend who was literally scooped up off the sidewalk for standing there with a sign countering white supremacists. So this is not the way to improve community relations between the GRPD and those that are calling to defund them. This is a way to show us that there's actually no interest in improving community relations. So get Carrie Ann Thomas off of the GRPD. I yield the rest of my time. Caller, you're on with the city commission. Can you please lower the volume on your device? Thank you. You have, yes, you have three minutes. Please state your name and the city in which you live. Your time starts now. Good evening, commissioners and elected officials and city employees. My name is Magdalena Rivera, and I live in the city of Grand Rapids. I'm calling this evening to share with the community something that was stated during today's public safety committee meeting for the city commission subcommittee. Um, it was stated by Ed Kettle. And my concern is definitely surrounding the inappropriateness, the dangerous and completely unacceptable comments he made regarding the motorcycle problem that we have in, in the city here and those individuals not following the law of the road. But his comments were very telling of some frustration I think all of us feel. However, very inappropriate comments regarding throwing a broom out in front of a, of a motorcycle. And he suggested spikes, I believe. Now, I don't recall our official considering these options, but I do expect the elected officials that I vote in and that represent all of us in Grand Rapids to speak up and denounce breaking the law. These suggestions made by Ed Kettle today, who represents, as we know, allies of the police department as well as the friends of GR cops, need to be denounced by our elected officials anytime we're sitting in a room or on a Zoom where these things are stated. It's a dangerous place that we have to, we have to address danger in our community issues and it just does not build trust amongst community members when individuals like Ed Kettle get away with saying what was said at that meeting. 
Also, I'd like to know about the um, having the right as a public person attending the uh, police safety or the public safety committee meetings and subcommittees of the commission, uh, whether there is a public comment opportunity during those meetings and whether that should be on the agenda at those subcommittee meetings. Thank you. Caller, you're on with the City Commission. Please state your name and the city in which you live. You have three minutes. Your time starts now. Hello, David. I'm from the city of Um, I just want to call in and let y'all know that it's a shame that you guys are planning on hiring Carrie Ann Thomas, the ex-Kalamazoo chief, when you guys know that she has been known to escalate violence against protesters, protesters which are people who have the right to go out and fight for what they believe in, according to the First Amendment. I would also say that you guys need to defund or abolish the GRPD and refund the community. Is that all, caller? No, I got a lot more that I would like to say. I would like to say also that the uh, Grand Rapids Police Department ought to be ashamed of itself for how it has treated the people that come out there daily that are fighting for the other people in their community, the fact that you guys feel that it is necessary to brutalize and attack protesters for practicing their First Amendment right is a damn shame. And you guys need to hold your fellow officers accountable, hold the people in your city accountable that feel like that is okay. There is no way that they should be arrested for speaking in their minds and telling the truth. That is something that people do every single day, and I don't see y'all being arrested for those things. So why is it a problem when people come out and say that there's a problem in that city and you guys choose not to do anything about it? Instead of listening and actually doing something, you guys choose to attack the very people that are standing for the right thing. So I would like to know from you guys what you plan on doing about that. Do you guys continue or will you continue to attack innocent protesters that come to fight for their rights and the rights of the people in their city? We don't want to see those neighborhoods gentrified. If you would take that money away from the police department and put it to those places that deserve to go, like the people in the community, you wouldn't have the issues that you have. You wouldn't see such a high crime rate because if the communities weren't so impoverished, if you guys weren't gentrifying the neighborhoods and taking away the things, the opportunities that these kids need, you wouldn't see violence in your city. But we all know that we won't get that answer today. But um, I'm hoping that some of you on this board would have an open mind and actually do something to change that. Hello? Hello. You, you still have 35 seconds. Oh, okay. I will go on. I would like to say no justice, no peace. So Grand Rapids Police Department, they should do better. They ought to be ashamed. Shame on them. Shame on their mom. Shame on their father. Shame on their cows and their donkeys and their dogs, too. Do better. That's, my, that's all I got to say. That was the last caller, Mayor. All right, thank you, Daniel. All right, I'll turn to my colleagues, Commissioner Ruppert. I see you you joined us uh, at the tail end here. Thank you, I hope everything went well with your family tonight. Um, I'll start tonight with uh, Commissioner Modi. Oh, thank you, Madam Mayor. Uh, I appreciate the callers calling in, which we always say every time there's a commission meeting. Um, I would like to uh, address the update that we had with uh, Safe Alliance for Everyone. 
that was a very wonderful report that Mr. Kane gave today and information that Yasasi, Commissioner Yasasi brought forth since she's the new chairman of that program. There are some things happening in the community. I think that Safe Alliance is one of the great programs that are out there. Appreciate that. Also, the Grand Rapids Police Chief, Eric Payne, gave an update on the report for the Grand Rapids PD. Uh, we've had a very rough and violent weekend. There's a number of shootings and a number of people gathering places where they were actually breaking the law. I understand how the protesters feel. Uh, and I do believe that it's important that we uphold the law. And also in reference to the comment that uh, Mr. Kettle made, he did actually apologize. And I did have a conversation in reference to telling him that those words later not appropriate. So he understood that, but you have to realize that sometimes when people get upset, just like the people who are calling in, they're subject to say anything. But I appreciate the fact that the update that the chief gave us today in reference to our city, we do need to do some more things to assist in helping that public safety in the community is safe. It's important. Everybody wants you to defund the police department. That is not the answer. So I do hope that uh, the Social Justice for Black Lives Alliance will be willing to call us and sit down and talk to us. I haven't received a personal call from any of them and I welcome a call to sit down and talk with the leaders so that we can come to some understanding. I welcome that. Those are my comments. Everybody have a great night, have a good summer. Hopefully we will be back in chambers next month and we can see each other and have a good conversation about where we're taking our city. Thanks, Commissioner Moody. And, and I um, appreciate uh, your comments. And I think we all share your concern about the uh, increase in violence that we've seen, especially this past weekend. Uh, let's go to uh, Commissioner Lanier. Can you hear me? Yeah, good now. Thanks, Mayor. Um, I just want to briefly say thanks to those who provided um, public comment this evening. Um, I actually don't have much to say, but um, Joel, I hope the election goes well in August. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, Commissioner O'Connor. Okay, Commissioner Isasi. Thank you, Mayor. Um, I, I don't have much to say either. Uh, I think I just wanted to um, give thanks again to the city staff um, who put on the neighborhood uh, neighborhood summit um, that happened the first week of June. And then in conjunction, the discussion that we had around um, the participatory budget process and um, the willingness to look at some continuous improvement pieces and um, just to, to say this is a space that we don't have as much knowledge on, but we'd like to, and how could this be part of a, a broader community engagement? Um, to have, you know, I, I think uh, oftentimes we hear callers, you know, again, this is this is not the space where we are um, having conversations, but certainly welcome that and would look for those opportunities, um, you know, in the future. And certainly the neighborhood summit was um, kind of felt like a little bit that better normal. So thank you and have a good evening. Yeah, thanks, Commissioner. Well said. Uh, Commissioner uh, Ruppert, you joined us a little late, but uh, we still are well aware of what we've been talking about today. 
Yeah, thank you, Mayor. And um, I got to celebrate my lovely daughter's fifth grade graduation tonight, and uh, it was a very special ceremony. So I, I want to take my time to give a shout out to all the parents who survived this year um, through virtual and hybrid and switching back and forth. The teachers, all the administrators, Superintendent Roby, who stepped into that role during the middle of this pandemic. Um, it certainly things did not go perfectly in, in probably any school building, but uh, people certainly gave their heart and soul to making sure kids were safe and educated. And I, too, am looking forward to meeting in person next month. I probably have to go find my suit because I haven't worn it in such a long time. But um, sorry that I missed missed the meeting tonight. I'll have to go back and watch the public comments later. But thanks. Thanks for the permission to go and be with my family tonight to watch my daughter graduate from fifth grade. Yeah, that only happens once, so that's priority. Uh, thanks, Commissioner. Uh, let's see, I'll turn to our city clerk. Joel, you're oh, get, there you go. No, I'm, I'm, I'm getting my thoughts together before. Um, I, I thank Commissioner Lemnier for reminding me that there's a summer election. Uh, so for those of you that are in Grand Rapids Public Schools, which is a majority of the city, there will be an election August 3. It is a um, school millage on a um, Headley override to bring it up to the Headley standard for um, non-homestead or non-principal exempted properties, so which would be businesses, industrials, or second homes. Um, absentee ballots are available. You can go to michigan.gov forward slash vote. Um, I'm going to give out some thanks for this last 14 months of remote um, meetings and, you know, you know, I definitely was in the honor of directing these WebEx meetings on full Tuesdays of spending my Tuesdays on the sixth floor. So I feel like an ad hoc member of the executive team for one day, um, but also behind the scenes, obviously we heard Daniel um, taking all the phone calls. Um, I get my clock back and, uh, and then so thank you to Daniel for taking those calls, but then also behind the scenes, Doug Start for helping get us going with WebEx, Becky Joe, Angela Dore, uh, three on one and stuff that they did behind the scenes. Um, and then Zach Teal, who did, you know, helped us get our, all these things up on the website. And then for interpretation between um, Griselda, um, Stacy and um, Lilibeth. So there's a there's a whole team and then Martin uh, Clayson from um, DuPont for helping us set up the phone queues and getting us through all that. So, um, you know, you kind of saw Daniel and I here at, at meetings, but there's a whole team behind us that supported um, getting us through the last 14 months of these um, remote and virtual meetings. I'm just very appreciative and thankful for all they have, they have done. Um, Becky Jo retired, as we all know, but she's still been helping um, behind the scenes and she just gave us her her sign off as her last commission meeting as well. So I'm just thankful for uh, her leadership behind the scenes. And um, as, as we know, as people who sit on the, on the dais, people see us as the fact, but there's a whole bunch of support behind it. And so I'm just thankful and grateful for all those um, that helped throughout this, uh, this time. And thank you for your patience and, uh, as, and willingness to um, be flexible as we um, had to move meetings around. But I think it, all in all, um, end up being very successful um, for the for the public and for uh, different avenues. And we got to, we got to uh, beef up some technology for some future things that we can do. So, thank you. Have a great rest of the June. Thanks, thanks, City Clerk, uh, City Attorney. 
Um, I have nothing, Mayor. Thank you and have a good evening. Thank you, City Manager. Thank you, Mayor. Um, I too echo all the sentiments of appreciation to the staff for what they have done uh, for tonight's meeting, but, but also all the meetings and budgets and everything that we've had to have put together during the pandemic. I really, really appreciate the work and want to give a special shout out tonight to Gary Reamer, who um, after 30 years of services, City of Grand Rapids as a facility services manager will be retiring. And uh, he will have made the um, chamber ready uh, and, that, and making the chamber ready for your return. So we want to wish him well in his uh, retirement. Also um, want to thank uh, the members of the Asian Pacific Islander Festival for their work and coordination and ACE and his leadership had a chance to spend some time on this past weekend with them and it was outstanding. Also uh, this past week, we started uh, uh, the first day of work for many young people uh, with the Grow 1000 program. And so my appreciation to uh, Connie Bohatch and and uh, Shannon for their work and, and the many other partners in the community, as well as employers who uh, helped us to employ uh, approximately 300 youth uh, this week. Uh, we'll, uh, we won't have a meeting uh, before the Juneteenth celebration, but there are plenty of events to celebrate that um, in the coming week. And if you can, if you go to our special events website, you'll see all the various celebrations that will be out the, throughout the city. And so I want to encourage everybody to be part of that. And finally, a shout out to Commissioner Robert Womack for um, uh, coordinating a group of uh, uh, concerned black men, over 100 black men to discuss uh, ways to prevent uh, violence and gun violence in our community. Appreciate him uh, coordinating that rally uh, a couple of weeks in, weekends ago. Thank you, City Manager. And I, I'm glad that you were there as well as Commissioner Moody and Commissioner Jones. So um, thank you for that. And then uh, in addition to a number of really great Juneteenth events coming up, we also have events this month to celebrate Pride. Uh, so you can find that information on our website as well. Um, I, I'm going to add two other things. One, uh, I had some conversations recently uh, for individuals who are uh, struggling with uh, paying their rent or utilities. There's still uh, funds available through United Way. Uh, so if anyone that you know needs help with rental assistance or utility assistance, please encourage them to call 211. Uh, we want to make sure that those dollars get in the hands of families that need them. Uh, and then and then last, I didn't realize this was going to be Becky Joe's last meeting with us. So I'm going to end my time um, thanking Becky Joe. So I was around this table when we decided to invest in the 311 system. And, uh, and Becky Joe joined our city after uh, doing almost the same thing uh, down in Miami-Dade. And so she brought with her to our city, incredible expertise and wisdom, uh, hard work, positivity, and probably one of the biggest smiles I've ever seen. Uh, so she stepped into this space, figured out the entire system, created the structure, did all the behind the scenes work, developed and created an incredible team that we have today, uh, and has worked with all of us on a whole host of other projects uh, during her time here in Grand Rapids. So. I am so deeply grateful uh, for her, uh, for the opportunity to work with her. I'm grateful for all she's done for the organization uh, and truly all that she's done for our community. She has uh, left an incredible mark on our city 
And I will um, forever be grateful uh, to work with a woman who I consider one of the uh, most authentic, genuine public servants that I've ever had a chance to work with. So Becky Jo, we appreciate you and uh, wish you well on your next chapter. And I, I really hope that you uh, stick around and visit once in a while. So with that, commissioners, we'll adjourn this meeting. And um, yeah, just appreciate all of you. And I am eager to be back together in person. So I'll see you all soon. Thanks.